0: Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other
1: nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. GOP Josh is a young conservative influence with a lot of power. You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. signing today and the Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade. Ohio's abortion laws, some of the strictest in the nation.
0: Demonstrators marched across the country. The ACLU and Planned Parenthood filed a lawsuit.
1: Abortion is health care. An amendment to protect abortion this November. We'll
2: never stop this fight. Abortion is our right. Vote yes on issue one. And you'll see that all over the TV uh, today and tomorrow. Well, hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Not with Red Future Radio anymore, but here on the program, kind of on autopilot today. It is Monday, November 6th, the Lord 2023, A tw- less than 24 hours, about 12 hours away uh, from the most important election of my lifetime and probably of your lifetime here in the state of Ohio. It's not only about Ohio. It is the entirety of... Uh, of the country, that this is going to be the test run for the abortion lobby's plan uh, to take down our rights and to hurt our future. So it's important that we fight against this. If you're in Ohio, vote no on issue one. We'll get deeper into that with Brian Stewart, a state representative from the 12th District, the beautiful 12th District of Ohio, during the second segment of the program today. I already sat down with him and recorded the segment. It was fantastic. But it is desperately important you vote no on issue one, November 7th. At 2023, which is tomorrow, polling is open 6:30 a.m. to 7:30 p.m., and you can find your polling location at boe.ohio.gov and find your Board of Elections uh, location. A little more news today: uh, the Nashville shooter manifesto. Remember, they shot up the um, the private school in Nashville. It is a transgender whack job um, that has a lot of had a lot of problems. No longer with us. Um, Probably, if I had to guess, they were down beneath, um, not not in heaven anymore. I, that's that's for sure. Um, the manifesto has been partially released by Stephen Crowder with louder with Crowder. Um, he leaked part screenshots of portions of the document, which are believed to be the work of Audrey Hale, twenty eight, whom authorities identified as the shooter. They also said Hale, who died at the scene, once attended this school. Um, uh, so he read part of it. I believe we have the the screenshots of the document, or at least part of them. Um, they are they are not independently updated, but of course they don't have to be. But there is a some documents and some parts of it we'll talk about here uh, on the show. Um, so the tweet's not working for me right now because I'm I'm on my personal account and I'm under eighteen, so I have to f- the switch accounts here. Um. So here's part of the manifesto. Death Day, 327-23. Today is the day. The day has finally come. I can't believe it's here. Don't know how I was able to get this far, but here I am. I'm a little nervous, but excited too. Been excited for the past two weeks. There were several times I could have been caught, especially back in the summer of 2021. None of that matters now. I am almost an hour and seven minutes away. I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm ready. I hope my victims aren't. My only fear is if anything goes wrong, I'll do my best to prevent something of the sort. God let my wrath take over my anxiety. It might also... That's a word I can't read there. Uh, It might be 3 to 7, it's going to go quick. Uh, It might be 10 minutes or so. It might be 3 to 7, it's going to go quick. I hope I have a really high death count. Ready to die, haha. Signed, whatever their trans name was. 2-3-23. At 2 3 23. Kill those kids, those crackers, going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backta- uh, sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. F you, uh, you little bleeps. And I think we have a bleep button, yeah. I'm not gonna actually say it, but we'll, we'll bleep them for the fact. Um, you, you little. I wish to shoot you with your mop yellow hair going to kill all of you little crackers, bunch of little, with your white privilege, you. And I think you get the point. Uh, another piece that they they were able to get documentation of. It's it's kind of a a way through the day, and actually describes how the day is gonna gonna go. And I'm not gonna read that because that's not really necessary. This should have never been private to begin with. This should have been something that was out in the public provided by the government in the first place. We aren't a country that is built on secrets, or we're not supposed to be. So why did I have to go to an independent journalist, Stephen Crowder's team, to find that document about something that happened in March? This isn't a good situation. And obviously this is something that has already passed, but it's important to know the details to stop it in the future. I'm shaken up just reading that document. I can't imagine how, the, how the, the prosecutors that are prosecuting the case have to feel. But that should be public. You should be able to go to some government website and find that document. No problem. Because it is a, a threat against not only that school, the Christian religion, the white race, everything else. And I'm not saying that as someone who wants to do this or that with the race, it's just saying that that's a fact. It is an attack directly on on the the white crackers, as as this person said. On Christians, as this person said, as those who have some sort of of wealth that they can afford to send their kids to private school. And I don't know if it's because this person is so, and we don't know the motive, and I'm not gonna the, to theorize on the motive. That's not important to do, but we need. To have this in public, we should not have to go to to Stephen Crowder to find all of these documents. That that he shouldn't be the source for those, and maybe he should. I don't know. Maybe maybe Steve Stephen Crowder should be the person provided it to, and he can publish it. But it should be out in the public. Should not have to go secretive to try to find these things. And the fact that it's taken this long to come out is a shame. It, it really is. All right, friends, uh, we are going to be back here in just a minute. Before we get to the break, I do need to tell you, however, about our friends over at our Fiverr page. Our Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for buyers and sellers and offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. Whatever you might need, whether it's a logo design, it is a, I don't know, a translation service, you need someone to read messy handwriting, whatever it might be, you can find that over at Fiverr and our website to support us through through Fiverr. Is going to be bit.ly slash GOP Josh, F-I-V-E-R-R. That is bit.ly slash GOP F-I-V-E-R-R, to help support the program today. We'll be back right after this, here on The Conservative Crusader with Representative Brian Stewart.
1: You're listening to The Conservative
2: Crusader.
1: This is The Conservative Crusader.
2: Well, welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Joining us now is a lawyer and a state representative for the 12th District of Ohio, a more proud title or a, pr- a title I'm more proud of, being a friend of the program, Representative Brian Stewart. Welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great, Josh. Thanks for having me back on. Well, I appreciate you hopping back on. Before we get into anything uh, state legislate, uh, legislative involved, Tomorrow is the most important election, at least in my opinion, of Ohio history. We have two major ballot initiatives plus all the uh, municipal elections. Uh, what are your thoughts on the ballot initiatives? How do you think they'll do? And uh, do you think they should pass? I, I hope I know your answer to that one.
3: Well, you know, issue one is really what I've focused a lot of my attention on, Josh. I mean, I've been pro life longer than I knew I was pro- a Republican, frankly. Um, and it's a radical pro abortion amendment to our Constitution. It's not pro choice, it is pro. Abortion, and uh, this language is drafted in in such a way that it would invalidate parental notification and parental consent laws. It's it's drafted broadly enough to potentially invalidate you know any legislative efforts, frankly, that I'm working on right now to to ban sex change operations for minors. Uh, it would allow abortion all the way up until birth. Uh, these are extreme policies, and you know even the pro-choice people that that I know do not support. Those kinds of policies, and so we need to vote no. I've been working to encourage a no vote, uh, frankly, since the spring when the when the language was uh, uh, first announced. And if we, you know, I, unfortunately, I think it's going to come down to the wire. But if pro life and you know even some you know reasonable pro choice uh, folks that we know come out, we can we can defeat issue one. And obviously, uh, you know, issue two would legalize marijuana. It's it's a very under the radar campaign, I think on both sides. Uh, but the difference there is, it's a statute; it's not a constitutional amendment. And so, if it passes, uh, you know, the legislature can still uh, have some wriggle room to to make some tweaks to make sure that if there are, uh, you know, major problems with it, if it passes, that we're able to, uh, to 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 try to get good policy for for the state as well.
2: Well, I completely agree with everything you said there. I, I'm a big no on both of them, but obviously, issue two is a lot easier to change. Issue one will pretty much be permanent, and that's why it's so important to vote no uh, to the Ohioans listening and the elections tomorrow. So, at the time you're listening right. to this, uh, so I've had a chance to listen to you at a couple in district events recently since this new uh, General Assembly has begun. And your work in the State House has impressed me every year you've been in there, but this year, especially tax cuts and everything else you've been doing. Uh, what's been happening in the State House?
3: Well, obviously, Josh, we've talked before. There's there's some frustrating parts of being in the state house, but from a uh, uh, policy side, I I've kind of joked that I've I've been able to say the rare line: I'm 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 here from Columbus, and I have good news. Uh, You know, everybody in Ohio got an income tax cut in the budget that we just passed in July. Um, Every single Ohio business has, you know, for many years now, paid what's called the commercial activity tax as well. Um, but if you're a business owner who, you know, like mine, uh, grosses less than three million dollars in a year, uh, we've eliminated the cat tax uh, for for all Ohioans who own own their own business. Uh, we index the homestead exemption to inflation. You know, I get calls from Madison County, you know, from seniors those on a fixed income saying, you know, you know, Bidenomics has inflation going through the roof, and so you know, I, I'm having a hard time affording my property taxes. We've now passed a law to say that that, ex- that homestead exemption that protects our seniors, that's going to go up and keep pace with inflation so that you know we're, we're, we're not letting people get priced out of their homes. Um, you know, and We're also working on some some pretty high-profile items like the SAFE Act. Um, I was a co-sponsor and very involved in uh, Gary Click's SAFE Act, which uh, says that we are not going to allow biological males to compete against uh, our daughters in sports and that we are not going to let – uh, you know, minors who, you know, can't get a tattoo in the state without parental consent uh, also can't go through these sort of th- these permanent uh, sex change operations while they are minors. And I think that that is, uh, those are some important things that we've that we've worked on. I've got broadband expansion that I think is important in Madison County and Pickaway County. We, we've got to make sure that uh, we have high-speed internet everywhere in Ohio. Um, I've had, I, I sponsored the bill to to create that program, we had 100,000 new households served by the Internet uh, just in the first round of of, uh, of that bill.
2: Well, that is great work. Um, you, you talked a little bit about what you're working on going into the, the rest of the session, but what are your goals uh, you want to get across the finish line? I know the there's only a couple more days this year that you guys are going to be in formal session, but what are you working on behind the scenes uh, leading into 2024?
3: Well, one of the big things we we have going in the spring is called the capital bill. Uh, we do this once every general Assembly and uh, this is you know there's a lot of good projects that come out of our local communities in you know, our counties villages, townships uh, and folks will come to Columbus and say, you know I've got a great project going on in Mount Sterling or a great project in London and how do I make sure you know can we get some help from the state to get this across the finish line? And uh, the capital budget is one of those few opportunities where we 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 get to say yes an awful lot. And so uh, that is that is our district's money that goes to Columbus, and this is how we bring some of it back. And so um, I was able to get some really good projects helped out uh, in in my in my district the last general assembly, and uh, looking forward to working for for Madison Pickway and Franklin County here in the uh, uh, the new capital budget cycle as well. Uh, we want to get the SAFE Act across the finish line. I, you know, I just co-sponsored uh, a bill that's going to come out today uh, to require, you know, businesses to use E-Verify. You know, as we continue to have this uh, porous, open southern border, uh, we want to make sure that Ohio businesses are taking advantage of the E-Verify system that we have in the federal government to make sure that we're not hiring uh, folks who are not supposed to be in this country. Um I, I, will, I will tease uh, – I've got a few high-profile surprises, I think, that we're going to get filed here before the end of the year. Um, sometimes uh, timing is, is, uh, is delicate on some things, so, so you'll, you'll know those, and we're happy to come back on and talk about them when we, when we get them introduced. Um, I've got a bill to require all of our courts in the state to accept uh, all court filings electronically. That's a big help to businesses and individuals who find themselves uh, having to use the court system, and uh, a lot more in between.
2: All right, no, no, no big hints on the on the big high profile legislation you're talking about. Nothing, we nothing you can you can you can give me a bone on. Well,
3: Josh, I would say this: there's been an awful lot of uh, talk in the last five years about you know, capital punishment in the state of Ohio and capital punishment is in our Ohio constitution. And, you know, these, you have a lot of folks, uh, unfortunately victims in this state waiting to see the duly enacted sentences carried out, uh, for, you know, heinous murderers who took their loved ones away. And so, um, there's some things that we can do to make sure that, you know, Republicans are supposed to enforce the law. Uh, that's what we say that we're going to do. And so long as capital punishment remains the law of the land, uh, I've got some ideas for making sure that we can give those victims the justice that they deserve.
2: Well, I appreciate that little bit of a bone and you're welcome on anytime you want to speak about anything you're working on. Uh, it is state representative, Brian Stewart, <laughs> my state representative, and I'm proud to say that 12th district of Ohio, uh, this election cycle, cause we're gonna get to the election side of it. I'm a big elections guy. Uh, yeah. You're facing a primary challenger and a challenger in the general election, uh, assuming you get through the primary. Uh, comparative to the last cycle, you were unopposed on both elections, I believe. What is your message to the voters, and how are you going to make sure you get across that finish line going into this next election cycle?
3: Well, my message is that I'm one of the most conservative members of the Ohio General Assembly, uh, and I'm also simultaneously you know, still racking up big wins for our district. Uh, the, Ohio, the American Conservative Union ranked me amongst the most conservative members of the caucus, Uh, gave me the conservative achievement award. Uh, Just this week I got uh, the the institute for legislative analysis, uh, came out with their awards, uh, named me as a defender of limited government, also ranked me amongst the most conservative members of the caucus. Uh, But that doesn't mean I just sit around and vote no all day either, right? I mean I got 11 bills or resolutions passed in my first term. I've introduced half a dozen bills just this year and Josh, you know, I've, I've been a leader on the big items that are facing Ohio. You know, I've traveled the state and for my Ohio Constitution Protection Amendment. Um, I've been on the forefront of all of the biggest debates that we've had in the Ohio General Assembly for the last three years. Uh, we cannot afford in this district to have a backbencher member of the Ohio legislature. And so uh, I've been a leader, and I think that that has resulted in – wins for our district. And I think that is something that conservatives that I know appreciate. You know, when we send people to the Ohio State House, you know, for on-the-job training, they're not going to get wins for the conservative movement. I've won nine elections in a row by wide margins. We've been very successful in fundraising. We're going to head into the new year probably with a $100,000 in the bank for this campaign. Uh, And that's why I've got essentially, you know, a huge list of endorsements already from you know, leaders in the party in in, in the county governments uh, saying that they want uh, me back at the state house. And, you know, Josh, you you spend some time on Twitter, too. Um, if you want to ruin a Democrat's day, tell them you're sending Brian Stewart back to Columbus. And I think that says a lot to our folks.
2: I know there's some journalists who are not going to name that love to attack you. And when you're attacked by the the quote unquote journalists in the state house, you make me awful happy. <laughs> um, not naming names, not, not singling out anyone and, yeah. and, there's some interesting work out there, but, but when you're chased into a parking garage, uh, by a big leftist that lost by, by 60 points, I do understand, uh, why we, we support you. Oh mine. yes.
3: Donald. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Donald.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we know who we're talking about. Um, right. so, so where can people who are interested in supporting your campaign from all over the nation, uh, find out more about you. If they have a question or a constituent concern, how can they get in contact? All that fun stuff.
3: Well if you're a constituent, you've got official business. thankfully we, uh, you know we have a, a state house office that uh, you know, my legislative aide is answering the phone all day. So you know find our official office there at the State House. Uh, call the Rife Center office. We are happy to uh, to help all of our constituents. On the campaign side, uh, Stuartforohio.com. That's stewartforohio.com is my website. Um, if you go to that site, you'll also see the helpful uh, WinRed link that uh, will let you support the cause and donate to the campaign and make sure we have all of the uh, ammunition we need for the uh, for the, for the campaign ahead.
2: I also believe there's a, Oh, go ahead.
3: Oh, and, and obviously, I'm uh, uh, very active on Twitter at Brian Stewart Again, that is at Brian Stewart OH and our Facebook page. Uh, Brian Stewart, state representative, we share a lot of information there as well.
2: I believe there's another redirect that goes to your website, but StuartforOhio.com is the much better way to get there. At StuartforOhio.com, thank you for hopping on again, Representative Stewart. Always, always glad to speak with you and, and get you to to listen to the future. That's my big thing: is Republicans actually reaching out to the youth. You've been a consistent guest. You've always impressed me. I appreciate you coming on again,
3: Josh. It's great to be with you. Always appreciate your work. Glad you're in the fight. Yes,
2: sir. Uh, I'll stay tuned. I remember last time I, I met you, you or saw you in person. I, I'll get one of those uh, Stuart for Ohio shirts, so I'll. I can't wait for that. Just reminding Let's you, Get again, your name
3: on it. Yes, it's sir. It's in my mobile campaign office right now. Next time I see it, it's yours.
2: All right, we're so back. All right, Brian Stewart, uh, StewartforOhio.com. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. We'll be back after this here on the Conservative Crusader.
1: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader.
2: Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Representative, State Representative Brian Stewart of Ohio's 12th District. If you did, make sure you hit that five-star review button over on the podcasting platform. And you can support us via our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Josh. And call in, give us your thoughts, leave a voicemail if you want us to ask a question to our next guest, whoever that might be. You can do that over at 574-675-6747. That's 57-GOP-JOSH7. Or if you're on Twitter, you can join via Spaces at any time. We are live doing the program there pretty much every evening, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We are officially, as of November sixth, three hundred and sixty-five days out from the twenty twenty-four election. We are officially in a year. Woo! We are so back. Um, it, it should be three sixty-four. We're in a leap year, um, but we'll 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 uh we'll we'll manage. So Trump, the, the greatest president of my lifetime, probably your lifetime. I would actually I'd bet it's your lifetime because it's any lifetime. Uh, the greatest president of American history, Donald Trump, is leading Biden in four key swing states, according to CNN, which is obviously a Biden outlet. Former President Donald Trump holds an edge over President Joe Biden in a recent series of hypothetical matchups among registered voters in four key swing states. New polling in the uh, from The New York Times and Siena College shows in Nevada, a state Biden car- uh, narrowly carried in the 2020 presidential election, Trump boasts a 42% support to Biden's 41%. Trump also tops Biden in Georgia, 49 to 43. He leads Arizona for 49 uh, to 44, Michigan 48 to 43. I-, I see we're on the spaces here. We have a call in request from my favorite podcast personally, Steak for Breakfast. We're going to bring him up uh, just because. I know he follows the Trump campaign just about like I do. Uh, Mr. Steak, how are you?
0: What's going on, GOP? Josh, this is Roan from Steak for
2: Breakfast. We're so back. My favorite podcast. How are you?
0: Oh, thank you. you know, I love yours as well. I get a chance to listen whenever I can. And here I am sneaking in, you guys, uh, keep crushing it as usual, Josh, reading oh. off those poll numbers. I've got a bunch pulled for tomorrow's show as well. We've got another big episode coming off our... Ben Carson edition of the show last week. We got Enjoyed him all the iron, it. was hot fresh off the Trump
2: endorsement. Yes, sir. So, so what are your thoughts on these polling? They have uh, like 4% margin of errors, but that's still, I mean, that, there's like a 10% gap in, in Nevada. I mean, we're in a good spot, aren't we?
0: Man, you know, it, it's one of those things where I think the press and the mainstream media are trying to send a message to Joe Biden to get out. I know administratively, a lot of people within the federal government have been pushing them for about a year now, but it was one of those things. Listen, we all know Joe Biden doesn't do his own job, and once we gave him the keys to the castle, those people around him are the ones telling him not to get out. And now they're starting to have negative polls, and you'll start to see the hit jobs and, and things of that nature start to get looked at. I think on a more regular basis with him, you'll probably see the Comer investigation really heat up. And, uh, you know, they did it to themselves with their horrible policies, but uh, they're ready to move on for leadership, someone that can continue to push that trans, uh, you know climate change and DEI narrative, and actually complete the sentences.
2: You're absolutely right. We were we we saw some polling here. I'm going to bring up here in just a minute from the Democratic presidential polling from Noble Predictive Insights. A thousand people polled. The only person beating uh, Joe Biden for the nomination is Michelle Obama. Do you see that happening?
0: You know, I I really think we're a little long in the game. That would have to be like one of those DNC switcheroos. I I still think like my top three scariest are probably, well, at least top two is going to be Gavin Newsom and Hillary Clinton. They both have the national network set up. They both have done a lot of media again this year. I don't know if people have noticed. I try to look at her as little as possible, but Hillary Clinton's had some work done. And uh, that's usually an indicator for she's getting ready to do some more public stuff. And I, I think she's getting a little tired of just laundering money through all of her organizations. And, uh, you know, as far as Gavin Newsom goes, you want somebody that can push that racial divide and someone that can promote DEI and climate change. He's the best at it right now, as far as the Democrat Party goes. And he just caters to everyone. He says yes to every kind of, you know, benchmark that the DNC has. And, and you know, he'd be awful for the nation, I think. But uh, those are my top two contenders. Michelle Obama would be a surprise to me at this point. I think she would probably want to enjoy the fruits of, you know, completely get out there and virtue single for the entirety of a campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think if she does get in this race, though, it's going to be one of those things where, oh, you know, the nation called me and there's no one more ready than me and my husband. And uh, they'll try to make it like a tag team presidency.
2: Absolutely. I I know you're you're from California, Southern California, from Steak for Breakfast, of course. Uh, This is Roan on the line. My favorite political podcast. Um, so so, what do you think of Gavin Newsom going to, to uh, China and, and playing basketball and spanking the little kid and all that fun stuff? What, what was your reaction as a California resident who's paying him to do that?
0: Well, I, I tell you what, I, I don't have a short memory like a lot of people who follow politics do. And if my memory serves me correctly, I did see one of these I'm not running for president national, then international tours just about six months ago. So. Fool <laughs> me once with, with uh, you know, high heels DeSantis. That's, my, that's on you, but fool me twice, and that's on me. I don't, I, I'm not buying it.
2: I got one more question for you, and then we'll let you go, because I know you're a busy man. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on DeSantis saying he'll wear the boot on his head if Trump goes to the debate? Uh, the, the vermin supreme style.
0: Oh God. I just think it's turned into such a joke that you—honestly, re- it's hard to make fun of anymore. It's just kind of <laughs> sad to watch it unfold in real time. You know, he he's banking his – like, their Super Bowl is tomorrow when Kim Reynolds endorses him for president, someone who's less favorable in the in the polls than he is as far as governors go, according to some polls that just came out recently, when you have Sarah Huckabee Sanders looking like she's going to endorse Donald Trump Wednesday at his huge Miami counter-programming rally to the Fox News debate. And it's like they've already taken the wind out of that. Sales. Okay, you got a governor. Well, here's another one. And that falls on the heels of, again, Tim Scott, you know, the senator – or I'm sorry – uh Rick Scott endorsed President Trump last week, something he tends to stay out of uh, presidential endorsements during the primary season. So, I, I think it's big for Donald Trump. I think it's going to be whatever for Ron DeSantis. He's lived in Iowa for the last couple of months, so to have the person that's been kind of hosting all of his events endorse him doesn't really seem like a surprise to me.
2: I, I thought I honestly thought I missed the endorsement announcement like two months ago, and I'm just I'm just now hearing about it. Uh, there's Ron yeah, from. I, <laughs> oh, go ahead.
0: No, I'm just saying, I mean, they're together so much, it's just not really a shocker. It shouldn't be to anybody else. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people outside of the state of Iowa are going to hear Kim Reynolds endorses Ron DeSantis for president tomorrow, and they're going to be like, who?
2: Exactly. Exactly. So you can use code, uh, I don't have a a partner code with Alan Jacoby's Patriot Cigar Company because I'm under 21, but you can use code STEAK over there. Back the boys at steak for breakfast. Good friend of the show, Alan Jacoby. I need to have him on sometime. Uh, This is Ron from Steak. Absolutely. I heard the guest hosting on Friday. It was fantastic. Roan from Steak for Breakfast, uh, where can people find your show?
0: Anywhere you can download podcasts, you can download Steak for Breakfast for free. The main ones are Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Samsung, Amazon, you name it. You can find Steak for Breakfast. Just subscribe to the show and follow it. It's the only thing we'll ever ask you to do. We've got no merch, we've got no fees, and we've got the best guests in the business all for free. So find us
1: there.
2: Now, when are you going to do a partnership with a meat company and actually sell like a steak, a a farm fresh egg package, a whole steak for breakfast package? When's that going to happen?
0: You know, when we get President Trump on our show, and I'm still fully confident that we will this election cycle, I'm going to ask him about the possibility of down the road a piece, maybe reviving Trump steaks and just, you know, kind of going into a little partnership with us. I think it would be a great business venture for both parties. And uh, I think we could turn it around this time.
2: Absolutely. I agree with you. Roan from Steak for Breakfast. It's, pronounced, it's spelled just like it's pronounced, Steak for Breakfast, like a, like a food show, it is food for thought with politics. Uh, Roan, thanks for hopping on with us and, and joining today.
0: Josh, thanks so much. Have a great rest of the show.
2: You too, sir. Thank you. I love it when friends of the program hop on just just out of nowhere. I, I, this is what I love, Twitter Spaces, part of the program. It's so fantastic. Uh, so hopping back into this poll, Pennsylvania, which is really obviously close to Ohio, I, I visit there about once a year, uh, Trump won in 2016, Biden won in 2020, obviously, fraudulently. Uh, Trump is at 48 to Biden's 44, topping him in Pennsylvania. This isn't surprising. Uh, Wisconsin is, uh, Biden is winning. Uh, not surprising there either, because it, it, Wisconsin's kind of a lost cause outside of Ron Johnson. But the fact that Nevada, they do overpoll Republicans, I'll give you that. But we're winning 52 to 41. That is a 11-point swing. Margin of error, four points. Even if you oversample Republicans by five, we're still winning. And that is just absolutely incredible. And it looks good. And for those Republicans, those those electoral Republicans that are so worried about Trump not being electable in 2024, explain to me how we can have a, a person leading this bigly in the in the the polling a year out when Ron Sanders is losing every poll. He's eight percent in every state and they think he's going to win the nomination. But Trump's winning by 10 points and he's not going to win the election. How do you even add that up? And, and that's a good question for a DeSantis supporter. All right, my friends. So, so really quickly here before we get to our, uh, oh, we don't really have an Ohio segment today, so we're going to do a fourth segment of news. Uh, John Carl from ABC says Trump is leading in swing states because voters haven't been paying attention. We're just going to play the cut here. This is This is absolutely hilarious. Well, you know, Trump, they're not paying attention to Trump. That's why he's leading. No, they're leading because their pocketbooks are hurting, the gas pump prices are going up, people are, are running their cars out of gas, hoping they it'll drop three cents before they have to fill up. Trump's winning because the values that matter to the voters are being degraded. Here, here's the clip. Biden in five of the six, and that's George Stephanopoulos, the, the, the Clinton staffer, leads in Nevada and Arizona.
3: Yeah, it's not an outlier. We've seen similar polls like this that show in that hypothetical matchup, which doesn't seem all that hypothetical anymore of Biden uh, versus Trump. It shows that he can actually win and is leading in these battleground states. But, George, I have to tell you, one thing to consider here is uh, You know, Trump has been in the news over the last year or so based on the uh, on these criminal cases, uh, the civil case in New York. But people have not been paying attention to what Trump has become. Trump, since he left the White House, and this is really the theme of my book.
2: And we lost the cut. What a shame. I don't really want to hear the leftist opinion anyway. While we figure out what just happened to my computer, we will be right back here on the program. Uh, This is the Conservative Crusader. You're listening to the voice of the future, GOPJosh.com.
1: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. That was
2: bad. I don't know what that was. Back after this. Hey, everyone, it's GOPJosh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Future Radio. For as little as $3 a month, you can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the conservative crusader. conservative crusader here on the red future radio network no we're not with the red future radio network anymore i keep forgetting to to say that we are with gopjosh.com now we are completely independent because we're just that guy um we appreciate you joining us uh today as always before we get into anything else ohio has an important election this tuesday vote no on issue one no on issue two and uh however you want to vote in your local municipality elections but those are the two big statewide issues that need to be struck down. Issue one and issue two, and I encourage you all to vote against those tomorrow, 8:30 a.m. or six 30 a.m. to 7:30 p.m. All right, the Buckeyes, number one in the Big Ten Conference and number one overall, uh, destroys Rutgers 35-16. Yeah, um, uh, Saturday, the Browns uh, was was the word skunk. The Cardinals 27-0. Uh, yesterday, and the Bengals have a fight with Buffalo Bills 24-18 to last night. Now, remember the Bills game in the, in the Bengals game was where DeMar Hamlin had his vaccine injury and he, he kind of collapsed. He was back at the game, uh, but not playing. They say he's completely healthy, but if his blood pressure rises, who knows what's going to happen? Keep praying for him. Um, so a Christian wedding photographer who declined to celebrate same-sex marriage wins a huge legal victory. This is from the Daily Caller. Virginia's state officials agreed to settle a lawsuit with a Christian wedding photographer after he refused to use his business to celebrate same-sex marriage, according to a press release. Bob Updegrav filed a lawsuit against Attorney General uh, Jason Meyers and Christine Lambrew johnson the director of the state's Office of Civil Rights, in September 2020, after a a state law required him to affirm state and sex marriage in his photography business, according to court documents. Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a great law group, by the way, ADF the law firm representative uh, representing up to grove announced monday that the state had agreed to settle the following with the uh, settle following with the recent supreme court decision in a 303 creative llc versus Elvin's, which determined that the government cannot compel a business owner's speech according to a press release uh, this is what the adls or adf said uh, free speech is for everyone as the supreme court recently affirmed in 303 creative the government can't force americans to say things they don't believe this victory for Bob underscores how the 303 created decision will protect the countless Americans from government censorship and coerc- uh, co- coercion. The U.S. Constitution protects his freedom to express its views as he continues to serve his clients of all backgrounds and beliefs. The Virginia Values Act prohibited businesses from discriminating based on sexual orientation, and Up to Grove argued in the lawsuit that that law aims to regulate Bob's views, that marriage between a man and a woman out of existence. He claimed that under the law, he would be unable to publicly state anywhere on his website or business social media that he believes marriage is between a man and a woman, ultimately violating his right to freedom of expression under the First Amendment. So we had this this similar case with the Colorado cake uh, cake baker. I forgot his name, unfortunately. Um, Jack Phillips was his name. We're, we're getting uh, refreshing my memory. And they, they reaffirmed his values that he did not have to make a gay wedding cake. And I remember I went to Teen Pact in Columbus, which was a a week-long Bible and government class. It was a fantastic course. I encourage all of you, you homeschoolers uh, to go there. And the professor uh, was named, was it Bill Jack, I think his name was? Uh, I don't remember his name. I wish I would have kept up with him. He was uh, fantastic. But he actually made a documentary, and I actually have a, a copy of it, where he went to pro-LGBTQ bake shops in Colorado and asked them to make a Bible cake. That's a Leviticus 1822, uh, 18.22, which is obviously, thou shalt not lie with man, as lie with woman, is an abomination. None of them would do it. Now they would sell him the, the book style cake separately with with icing he could decorate himself, but they would not put the icing on. He sued about that and, and it get, got nowhere. But as soon as Jack Phillips doesn't want to make a, a rainbow flag um, cake, he, he's the bad guy. And so when you look at this and you look at these these two different tiers of justice. We're very familiar with the 2 tier justice system, obviously, with President Trump, obviously, being prosecuted in New York, actually taking the stand today. We'll cover that Wednesday. Um, we don't have a First Amendment in this country anymore, if you, if you haven't realized that already. We don't have a freedom of, of speech, of religion, of press, of expression, or a, of petition. If you're a, a right-winger and you're protesting, you're violating the law, and you're a, a right-wing extremist and everything else— if you're a left-wing and you're scaling the walls of the White House, you're fighting for freedom, as we saw with the Palestine protesters over the weekend. If you are a pro-Republican candidate and you're putting out yard signs, you're vandalizing. But if you're a left-winger and you're taking those yard signs down, stealing, everything's fine and dandy. If you're a Republican and you're putting literature on corridors, which everyone does, you are going to uh, he double hockey sticks, as this one guy said in, in this clip we're going to play next. This actually happened to me.
0: It's the law on private property to do what you're doing. I'll call the cops right now and have them come over here. You know what you're doing? It's against the law. Do you understand? Yes, you do. You ought to go to hell for what you did. And you will. You can smile too. You can film it, doesn't matter. Because. What you're going to do, you're going
2: to die. In. All, all that prompted that, the only thing that prompted that was us putting vote no on issue one literature and car doors at a Home Depot in Newark, Ohio, which is not against the law. Home Depot never asked us to leave. No one who actually had their car touched asked us to leave because we didn't put anything in his car. His wife was sitting there. But he drives his, his, his Equinox around with license plate number GSE6663. He pulls in front of us. He cuts us off as we're trying to leave the parking lot because he told us to leave. So we're trying to leave, you know, trying to be the, the right, the high person here. All because we have a piece of literature that says all life is worthy of protection. Vote no on issue one. People get that infuriated. So apparently now there's a new Bible verse. I didn't know about it. Uh, that says thou shalt not put flyers on cars or thou, thou uh, is subject to eternal damnation. So I don't know where we're at. Um, as a country, when when that person thinks they're morally superior. And I love this version here. Uh, The comedy group Country Muchachos. I was knocking with or putting out literature with one of their members, and they made this chipmunk version. It's fantastic. Listen to this. Against the
1: law on private property, do what you're doing. I'll call the cops right now and have them come over here. You know what you're doing? It's against the law. Do you understand? Yes, you do. You're going to hell for what you did. And you will. You can smile, too. You can film it. Doesn't matter. Because what you're going to do, you're going to find...
2: So he's got Ohio State gear on. I don't think he's a, a native Ohio, and I've heard from multiple people he sounds New East, uh, Northeastern. Never been uh, Northeast, but um, that's where we are as a country, and as as this battle unfolds in Ohio. So I look forward to the battle on uh, tomorrow night. As I said earlier in the program, if you're in Ohio, I encourage you vote no on issue one, no on issue two tomorrow. Uh, I might be doing some election coverage, haven't figured that out yet uh, with the Ohio Political News Group with Joe Miller, uh, so we'll figure that out here uh, later, and I'll let you know on our Twitter page, or X page, uh, GOP Josh 20, you can also listen to the Twitter spaces there, and we do the show live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, appreciate everyone joining us today as well. But when you are winning a, when you are, okay, so so this guy, and we're going to cover this old guy a little bit more because it's funny to me, he is, he is very old, just listen to his voice, I mean he's...
1: Oh, yeah. I'll call the cops right now. He sounds,
2: he sounds like an old guy. I'll call the cops right now. Right, I mean, he, he sounds like he sounds like somebody like get off my lawn. Right, didn't touch his car. Not on his property. He is yelling at two teenagers and a candidate for school board. So I, I'm there with with newer, uh, school board candidate Mark Stevens, with uh, one of the Warner children, with Jake and Sabrina Warner, and there's two teenagers and a Mark Stevens. Now this guy gets in his car, backs out of the parking spot. And guns it towards the two teenagers, like he's trying to run us over. Practically, we hop in this van that that Mark Stevens is driving. He lays on the horn, absolutely, brrr, lays on the horn, right, overwhelming everything in the parking lot. Can't hear a word you're trying to say to the person next to you. And then he he drives around, cuts us off, and makes a video. Where are we as a country? And, and it's really the baby boomers, right? They say they're the superior, and we're creating weak time, to- or we're, we're the weak men that are creating hard times. But I really think it's the generation before us that are creating weak men. Because he didn't make good times. I am sure this man he didn't mention his military services as-, as Derek Van Orden does, the congressman, every time he gets in a conflict. I'm not sure if this man served. I did not have a conversation with him. He obviously wasn't open to having a conversation, doing the first thing he says is I'm going to down below and risking a- a- eternal damnation. Uh, so I'm not really thinking he's he's about a conversation. Right? So he's telling two teenagers their their eternal damnation for putting Literature on cars, it's saying, hey, please don't murder your unborn baby. And that's where we are as a country. So if you want a picture of this literature, Jake Warner has it on Facebook. Just go check that out, and I'll put it on our Twitter page as well. Um, but if you're out there doing First Amendment work, you're, you're knocking doors, you're putting literature on cars, all that fun stuff, know that you are allowed to do that constitutionally. Yeah, it's called the First Amendment, and if you get arrested, smile in your mugshot. All right, friends, if you enjoyed this episode of the program, make sure you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, subscribe, download the show, keep us uh, on the move, support us on Patreon if you'd like, uh, patreon.com slash Josh. The program will remain free, and we will be back on Wednesday. Vote no, Ohio, on uh, tomorrow, and we'll be back Wednesday. Stay safe, stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay tuned.
1: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.